Hey guys, when we started this project, we were not sure how hard it would be to edit, record everything, and then eventually distribute. But then luckily, someone told us about Anchor. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Secondly, they have creation tools that will allow you to record and edit directly from your phone or your computer. They distribute your podcast for you. And the best thing is you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We're in the state of confusion. Questions on your mind. Send in Letitia and Brandy. Gonna help you unwind. We're hanging out together, even though we're long. We'll pass it on over. Sorry, we're stoned. You know what's insane? What? It's insane how nice houses look on their Airbnb listing and how shitty they actually are when you get there. It didn't used to be like that. Everyone has has learned the the pro tip because the rooms look huge and the beds look huge and then you get there and it's so tiny. I mean, honestly, it's always like that now. It's crazy. And I swear it did not used to be like that. Uh, It's wild. Yeah. Why did that just happen to you recently? Maddie is at the house we're staying at in Kentucky and she just sent me a picture of, I made her, I was like, can you send me a picture of my bed so I can decide if I need to bring my own bedding? (laughs) And she did. And I was like, okay, yep, definitely going to need to bring my own bedding. Honestly, I always feel like I should do that probably because it's kind of creepy that we don't. But I mean, like hotels are the same way. Hotels are great. You know exactly what you're going to get. No, I'm just saying the bedding. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I if we if we're going to a horse show and I'm there for a whole week, I'm taking my own bedding, no matter hotel or not. And then if it's a hotel, I literally just know to housekeeping and just ask for new towels every day. That's exactly what I do. Yeah. I just if I'm driving somewhere and I have room for it, why would I not take it? True. And I've seen these things. It's ridiculous how many things I've bought off Instagram. Like it that did not used to be a thing. I know. Instagram did not have ads, nor like I don't. I don't remember face. First of all, I feel like now Facebook is literally one big ad. I know. I mean, honestly, it's like like most of the things that I see, I see more ads than posts. I swear. But oh no, I've seen these like things where they're it's like a regular sleeping bag. It's more like a sheet that's a sleeping bag for you to sleep in in hotel rooms, so you don't have to sleep on their stuff. Genius. I, I thought it was kind of genius. It is genius. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's tough out here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where do we start? Well, where would you like to start? I mean, maybe we should start with Lala. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Honestly, Lala Palooza was literally insane. Insane. Like, honestly, the amount of people that were at Lollapalooza was wild. I know. I, Wait, so where also, did you stand for the show? On the stage? Yeah, I stayed on I stood on the stage because I had been there the whole day before for hours on end for her sound check and rehearsal. And so I had already seen the whole show through because I had watched from the front of house the whole thing. Molly wanted me to watch from front of house at first. And then she was so nervous that she was like, no, don't leave me. And so I ended up staying on stage and it was really, really fun. Like the reason it's so fun for me to to do that instead, especially when I've already seen the show from front, is getting to see it from her point of view, like what she's seeing. And it is wild. Yeah. Uh, it's a totally different thing. Perspective. Like, um, like videos I'm, I had were nuts. Oh, I'm sure. And it's just so funny because like I stand, I stand side stage so much for shows and it's fun to to do that every now and then, but there is nothing like being out there in it, especially in a crowd that big. So I had so many friends with me. I think we had a group of 15 and we were out there. Like, it's interesting to see which songs the crowd reacts to. And mother, when I'm telling you, I have never seen a crowd more lit during seven things. I know. Than anything in the whole world. I was, I couldn't believe it. Like everybody was singing every word. It was so loud. Loved seven things. It was so funny. 
So the reason that's so cool for me is because like Molly hasn't played those songs for a long time, like See You Again and Seven Things. And you don't really think about how many hits that she actually has because some of them are, mm-hmm. I mean, she's so young even now, but because she's been doing this since she was a kid, things like See You Again and Seven Things, like it's so mind blowing to see that be the ones that people just lose their mind and like sing, I mean, like mm-hmm. every single word, the entire crowd was singing. Even like dudes, like I had some guy friends with me, they were singing. I was like, it this was is nuts. nuts, but it was so fun. And yeah. then the other one that hit so hard and I'm, you know, with the guests, of course, like amplified it, but 23 song that wasn't a single really didn't really, you know, wasn't played on the radio or whatever. Chicago knew every word to 23. So it is always my favorite song she does every single time like I love like so much but I'm sorry 23 you talk about just a freaking banger like it really is I love Juicy and I love I know know. Juicy Juicy's my boy I love Juicy oh boy Uh, the Wiz Wiz is so (laughs) cute too like I honestly cannot I mean, he's honestly just the cutest thing I've ever seen. And him out there yeah. literally, he basically walked up on stage and smoked weed the entire time until he did his the whole time. verse or whatever. But like, I watched that back. It was so electrifying. I mean, like Wiz on like his part was just like, I mean, there is nothing better. It was incredible. It I was amazing. It I was know. Incredible. It really was. Yeah. The other moment where it went nuts you would have thought she was there when the free Britney came up on the screens everyone lost their minds I knew they would that is so funny well I don't know I truly I say this a lot but I truly do, do think this was the best show she's ever done I agree. And there was something about like the, like the, the attitude she had up there. Like it was just different. Like it was just like calm, cool, collected, just total rock star. gave zero fucks, but also like, you know, cares so much. It was everything. I loved it. So I told her going to stage, she's so funny. And we'll have to put some pictures up. Like she turned around and just grabbed me and was hugging me and like, mom, I'm scared. And I was like, you're totally fine. She does this every time. But she was like, I'm really nervous. Like, I'm really, really nervous. And I said, you know what? We're going to do some of your, our Dr. Amen things. And I'm like, and because the truth, true thing is, is like the only reason to be nervous if you're, is if you're not prepared. And for her, yeah, like, I don't think people understand her preparation. Like she works out so hardcore before a show. Like she always does, but she even makes it, twice as hard before she does a show for stamina she goes to cryotherapy Mm -hmm. because she says it's for mind over matter she does vocal training like nobody's business like she literally and eats like with like the healthiest she can possibly eat she is just like a fighter like she is like trained so Mm -hmm. hard before she does a performance and I was like you are so beyond prepared mental mentally physically vocally like every single thing you are prepared and she looked at me and she goes you're right I am she was like I'm like and I felt like at that moment she was like you know what you're right I am and the music started and I was like you're gonna be fine in two seconds and she looked over at me and gave me the little like I'm good and that's why like it does blow me away like how much she puts in to what she does I think it's just so cool yeah, it was amazing. We don't need to do a whole episode on Lollapalooza, but it can go on and on and on. I mean, everything was so good. I loved hearing Love Money Party. Um, oh. You know what else hit was was Slide Away because of how emotional she gets every time she sings it. It's crazy. Uh, that one, I think that one was one of my favorites. That's, oh, I was glad to hear you say that we put that in. We literally decided to put that in last minute. And I said during the show to Adam, I was like, I'm really glad we put Slot Away and it felt like people really loved it. They did. They loved it. Um, and also Plastic Hearts was one of the new ones. That's my review. And also what the F do oh, I know? Yeah. It went off so hard. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's one of my favorite songs on the, the record. One. Yeah, it's one of my faves. It is. Mine too. Yeah, it was so good. 
And then, so I know you were sleeping, um, but nearest show I've ever played. It was insane. Why was your, why was it your favorite? Okay. Well, it's like, it, first of all, this club is super cool. So it's known as like the, the club in Chicago to go to super exclusive and they just renovated the whole thing. And like, it just opened from like super pumped to be back. And, and they were like, you know, this only, it only holds 300. So like, we, you know, we don't just let every, anyone in like VIPs get priority and people that are like recurring clients that we have on our guest list that are always here and always by tables. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, like I got to make sure and get some of the stoners in some of the YFT years in and I'm DMing people that reached out to me, like, like that, you know, fans that like have reached out about wanting to come. And I'm like, I need your name. I got to put you on the list to like, make sure you get it. So I hit up like 12 of them and put them all on the list and they all got in. And it was, it was like, cause I was like, you know, I, I want people there that want to see me play. And it made like such a big difference. They were all like right in the front. I got to like talk to some of them, take pictures with some of them. And I also had like a, a, a good crew of my friends that were there. AJ, Kirsten, Grant, Adam, Cleo came. Like it was so fun. Well, that is great. Loved it. Didn't sleep much, but you know, who needs sleep? I'll sleep when I'm dead. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Although, okay, let's just go into the fact that the last time about three weeks ago, I was complaining about my flight oh, yeah. experience and this one was no better. Oh, no. Stoners, it was a nightmare. I literally had a flight that was supposed to leave at 3.20 out of Chicago and I literally get there. We are lining up. We are boarding on time and all of a sudden they came over and say that the plane is having mechanical issues. And then they keep us standing there for probably another 15 minutes and come back and say that the plane is now out of service. And so literally they say they're bringing in another plane. I sit in that freaking airport for five and a half hours. And it was absolutely like just not fun. And, but it, it finally went out, but like it, first of all, it was American Airlines, which I despise anyway. This is your problem. You're not flying Southwest. Southwest is it. <laughs> you know what? It. I will say Southwest is usually always on top. Mm -hmm. I yeah. think they kind of pride themselves in that, right? I think so. Did you? American's the worst by far. Um, like I'll book flights sometimes if I'm booking American and it'll literally tell you the percentage that it's on time. And it's usually like 40% on time. Yeah. Did you fly out of Midway or O'Hare? O'Hare. Oh yeah, same. And I, so we got to O'Hare. Our flight was at eleven thirty, and I and I was so like like scared of O'Hare. I got us there two hours early, which was ridiculous. We had had four hours of sleep, maybe. We're hungover as hell, and we get there. There's no coffee shop in our terminal. Not one. No coffee anywhere. I thought I was gonna freak out. Well, first of all, I was like, okay. This is American's fault as to why that I'm going to be sitting here for five and a half freaking hours. So I went to that uh, American, uh, what is that, Admirals wow. Club or whatever lounge. Okay, not only did they not even allow me to pay, they said we're at capacity, so we can't accommodate you. I didn't say anything back, but like literally, I wanted to say you can't freaking accommodate me after you just pushed my flight for five and a half freaking hours but you can't accommodate me like it was insane but i didn't i just went and found somewhere to sit and sit there for over five hours was gabby with you or by yourself by myself yeah they're, they're the bad. experience these days it's not great i hate it it's terrible once you're in the system it is just a freaking nightmare i know it's true and you're like that point you're just trapped i know <laughs> All right, well, let's not be negative Nellies anymore about the airport. Instead, let's move on and judge Katie and The Bachelorette. So this is one of my favorites. It's the Integra Boost, um, which helps keep your weed fresher. It sure does. Integra specially brings you plant-based solutions for top-tier cannabis storage and packaging. And my favorite part is, is that with the terpenes, that you can kind of mix and match and make them different flavors and just kind of specialize your weed. 
totally. Plus, they are precision-crafted, plant-based packs that are entirely food-safe, so they can be used with any of your cannabis products. Integra offers an array of sizes and relative humidity levels for storing flour, pre-rolls, gummies, blunt wraps, and so much more. For more information, check them out at www.integraboost.com or at Integra Herbal on Instagram. Use code SWS at checkout for 15% off of your next online purchase at www.integraboost.com. All right, you guys, we want to tell you about another one of our sponsors. It's Lumi Deodorant. I think we've talked about them before. I keep one of these sticks in my carry-on bag when I'm traveling. I don't like deodorant. It's just one of those things that I never think to pack. So I just make sure I always have it on me. If you guys aren't familiar, Lumi is a whole body deodorant that was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how normal BO was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. This deodorant is baking soda free and paraben free, plus it's pH balanced for safe use. I know for me, like I've heard so much bad stuff about deodorant and like what's in it isn't great for you that a lot of the traditional ones that you can buy at your local drugstore just aren't cutting it for me. So I really love Lumi. Plus, they come in a variety of fresh, bright scents like clean tangerine lavender sage which is my favorite and they also have toasted coconut and the great thing is is you can use lumi all over your entire body so when you travel it's so much easier just to have one product plus they also have deodorant wipes which are super clutch especially if you're on like the red eye or an overnight flight and they also have body wash which is really cute and it comes in a mini travel size as well Lumi offers a starter pack that's perfect for new customers and as a special offer for our listeners all new customers get 15% off Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code STONED for 15% off your first purchase of LumiDeodorant.com. That's code STONED at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. All right, guys, we want to give a quick shout out to one of our favorite sponsors, Nutrafol. I take my Nutrafol. Do you take your Nutrafol? I take my Nutrafol all the time. I do, too. I'll have the one for 50 and over. I was going to say, there's a <laughs> few different formulas. Uh, there is one for women that are postmenopausal, yes, which is. would be my mother. <laughs> um, and if you're confused about like which formula of Nutrafol is right for you, you can go on their website and they do have a quick hair quiz that you can take. You just answer a few questions and then they will tell you which formula is right for you. If you aren't familiar, Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. I've taken it for years. I can tell a huge difference. I can too. I have such like baby fine hair and not very much of it, but I, my hair does not shed. Like it really doesn't. And some of my my girlfriends, like when they come on trips with me and stuff, their hair will be everywhere, like all over the sink and in the shower. I just do not lose hair like that. And I feel like you used to and don't anymore. I did. <laughs> Honestly, maybe, but I definitely do not anymore. Like, I barely even lose hair in my brush when I brush well, it out. Well, this is amazing. I'm so tell you. the stoners how we get it. Also, Nutrafol has a subscription that you can do so that it shows up on your I, doorstep. I do a subscription. Okay, so clutch. That way you never run out. All right, you guys, if you want to take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code STONED. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code STONED. That's Nutrafol.com promo code STONED. Oh my goodness. Like... This is not what I expected this week. Me either, actually. I really had no idea. I kind of expected something to go down with her and Blake, like where he decided to like jump ship. I didn't expect it to be Greg. Okay, here's the thing. So again, we're getting ready to talk Bachelorette and uh, we're going to ruin it for you all in a big way if you haven't seen this week's episode. So you might want to mute us for a minute. But okay, so I'm just going to go through the three. First one, is that Justin? Yeah. He is so cute. There's okay. something, he reminds me of AJ. I can or, see that. Your friend. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. And he's so cute and sweet. And I just really, he reminds me of AJ a lot. And for me, I think I like him. Well, um, yeah. 
out of all of them. For Katie, I I don't think he's even. I I think he's not part of the running. No. And that makes me sad. But you know what? I, like he's gonna be fine. And like I don't know if he's in love with her. I think this show makes you feel things and you want to win and the whole thing. But if I really thought about it, I don't know. I mean, maybe he is. I don't know. But I don't think she's in love with him. I just felt so bad for him because his parents wouldn't come. It it made me so sad. Like, when he went on the show, like, you would, I would think he told them and were like, hey, if I get to a certain point, like, you guys are supposed to come. Like, did they have a conversation about that? Like, I would have been so mad. Well, and she was upset about it, which kind of bummed me out like when she was like well how serious is he well it's not his fault that his parents yeah. wouldn't get on a plane yeah 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 you but know she, like he didn't really show any like sympathy for for him at all which i no. as a matter of fact i was i wanted to see her she's a little cold mm-hmm. oh. i feel like she's pretty cold and yeah she's cold and like i feel like she should have said oh my gosh justin i'm so sorry if you wanted your if, you know i know you invited like I wanted her to make him feel better about them not being there. I know. And she did not. And I felt so sad for him. Mm -hmm. And then Blake, like, honestly, I think he thinks he's got it in the bag. And, like, I don't know. I I kind of thought that he was her one. But I don't know. I'm thinking it was at some point, like, up until now, Greg. But here's the thing. I do think Katie's cold. But I do think that Greg flipped out a little bit. I mean, he's been he's been emotionally volatile the whole time. He's very he's very emotional. And, and is that is that a big red flag? Well, I think it's a red flag for her because she's so the opposite that I don't, I'm not sure how that works. Like I don't think somebody that sensitive and that emotional can be with somebody that's that not sensitive and not emotional. Yeah. You know. But I see, like, I like really feel like I'm good at reading things and people. And I just felt like she was really saying to him when they walked outside, we're almost there. I really feel like that we've done, like, it's the two of us. Like, you've always been my this. Just hang in there. If it weren't for you, I'd think like this process wasn't working. Uh Like, if he would have just listened, I think that when he saw her with Blake at the beginning of the show, that sent him into a complete psychological spin. Well, that's that, that should have never happened. And I think that happened on purpose, which is pretty shitty because there's no way producers put Blake and Katie back there and didn't know Greg could see like they absolutely knew. And I think they absolutely did it on purpose. And I think it's really fucked up. That's really not nice for a hometown. Like, Normally, hometowns are in the hometown city, and the other people don't even go. Like, there's usually no chance that you witness what goes on in another hometown. Like, yeah. that have never happened, I don't think. Like, no. I, that didn't sit right with me that they did that, and I think that had a lot to do with the way he reacted this week. Me too. But here's my thing about about what you're, what you're saying about Greg flipping out and everything. I think that the hang-up is that the words Katie were, was using were not – um, they were just kind of like emotionless words. And I say this because I'm guilty of being in the Katie position here in past relationships with dudes that are very emotional, where it's like they want to hear something heartfelt and she's sitting here using words like front runner. Like he, she's like, he got so upset about her saying you're the front runner because to him, he's like, this isn't a competition. Like I, this is my life. And I'm okay. okay. He knew this going into it. No, I know, but at, but like when, when someone's this emotional, none of that matters. And all they want to hear is something heartfelt and like from the heart and she wasn't giving him that. And like, who am I to talk? Because I'm a lot, I'm not, I don't, I don't know if I'm, I, if I would have been quite as cold as Katie had in the moment, but I have a tendency to be like that and not like say heartfelt things because I just, I'm a very like, I, I think things out logically, like I'm a very mind over matter kind of person. But when you're with a guy that's really emotional and very sensitive, those things don't translate and it makes them very upset. Okay, but 
ultimately, is that really the kind of guy you're going to be with? Because uh, that's, that's what I think. I don't think that it's ever going to work outside of it. And no. I don't. And here's the thing. I think Greg, once he realized that Katie is that way, I think she's, I think like up until now, you know, it's, she's been more like fun and lighthearted because it hasn't been so serious. Now she's at the very end. And all of a sudden she's like, damn, like I got to get, this is serious. Like we're almost at the end here. So it's like that fun, flirty, like whatever side of you kind of starts to dwindle while like, like the practical, like, you know, logical side of you takes over and you start to lose some of that like emotionalness that you were showing in the beginning. And I think he, all of a sudden he's like, oh shit, like I thought you were a totally different person this whole time. And now I'm kind of seeing who you really are and I'm kind of freaked and I want to leave. Okay. So I think you're right. And at first I was like, okay, he melted down, like, come on, get a grip. Because I really felt like in that moment, she made it very clear he was the one by saying, hold on, we're almost there. If you leave, it was, wasn't worth it. But I do think when he needed her, like you said, to be emotional and to like hug him and like just give him so much. I do think he realized that's not who Katie is. And now he's kind of like, ugh, mm -hmm. don't know if I want to be with someone as cold as that. That's what I think too. Yeah. Like, I think like she was saying, she was saying you're the one, but he wasn't feeling it. Right. Like, I think that was the disconnect. He wasn't feeling it at all. But I did feel like he was a little too emotional. Like, and um, I understand, yeah. but, I, and here's the thing. What set him off was seeing her and Blake, period. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, we can move on, but whatever. Like, wait, did we see him leave? Yeah. Oh yeah, he did say I'm out of here. And then, she, yeah, you're right. And she said, book my flight home. Oh Yeah. Poor Caitlin. I, if I had been Caitlin and had to be the one to go knock on her door and be like, what do you want to do? I would have, I would have been like, I'm so scared to like go ask her what she wants to do. But I, so like, here's my thing though. Like, what's she going to do? Like, let's say for one second that she's like, gets a check on, on, you know, like being devastated that Greg left and wants to move on with Blake. All right. How does Blake rewatch all of this and feel okay about how upset she was when Greg? I don't know. I just don't really see how this ends well. No, me either. Yeah, that's what I. That's my only thing. Is next week the last week? It's supposed to. Oh, it is. Yeah, which is crazy because, like, normally there's like a whole episode dedicated to uh, fantasy suites. Oh yeah. And we haven't had that. I mean, like, so whatever they're doing, they're wrapping it up in the next episode. And will that just be an hour? I think it's three. Three hours? I think the finale's three hours. Oh, wow. We might have to do two episodes. <laughs> but anyway, well, I'm all in. I can't wait to see how this ends. And first of all, I love Greg's mom. She was, wait, no, it was Blake's mom that was wearing like leather pants. Oh, was, yeah. You are stylish. I loved Blake's mom. Like she was working it. I loved Greg's mom. I thought she was pretty. I thought, his entire family was absolutely incredible. Yeah. They were, they were my favorite family. Like they just were, they were awesome. And I love the video they made. And I don't know. It was just oh, cute. Yeah. speaking of videos and children. Oh boy. Bear Cyrus <laughs> is literally the cutest child. He is just like perfection. You're insane. Like, and you know what I noticed today? He has our forehead. Oh no. So I took a picture of him in some sun, like a, some weird light. And it does the thing. I'm like, you're going to die when I send oh, you this picture. Oh, poor I'm like, oh no. Like those are my, like it is exactly. Why are your jeans so strong? I don't understand. It is nuts. It's the I, weirdest thing. I would not have thought it until I saw this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's the it's the it is. I mean, it is, right and he has our those our eyes. Yeah, he does. It's nuts. Like it's honestly, nuts. my jeans are strong. They're insane. Oh, <laughs> but he is so cute. He is smiling. He is like when I sing to him, he smiles, and he's kind of like Terry Stella's dad was doing these funny noises today, and he was actually like kind of starting to like smile that was turning into a laugh and it's just so cute I can't take it but anyway just had to brag I'm gonna have to put up some new videos of him because he like 
he has gotten so big already. He looks huge. He has gotten so big. All his newborn onesies are too small. Like he is so, he has gotten so much bigger. Oh my gosh. But it's crazy. Anyway. Well, sign him up for T-ball. I'll be there to cheer him on. Oh boy. Okay, that's, that's the stage I can't wait for. Brazen used to draw art in the dirt during, in the, well, he was in the outfield. We'd look and he would be sitting in the dirt drawing. Yeah. He, he did could have cared less. Brazen would literally beg the coach to take, take him out and put him on the bench because he was bored. I hope Bear is the athlete in this family that we've been missing. That would be great. That would be cool. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Your dad would be so excited. Bear Cyrus. That sounds like a cool athlete. Names. It does. Right? Okay, we need to put like him in. Like maybe a baseball player or maybe a hockey player? I, I never think about hockey, but yeah. It sounds like a hockey player name. It actually does. Or football. Honestly, you can really go anyway. Although football makes you loopy. <laughs> it's not super safe. I mean, neither is hockey. It or gives you know. like weird brain damage. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I think baseball would be awesome. Baseball would be cute, yeah. I love baseball. Yeah. That would make your dad the happiest person alive. All right, Stoners, we want to give a quick shout out to one of our podcast sponsors. Here she freaking goes. Mother, we need to tell the Stoners about mood. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is right. If you guys don't know, mood is known for their federally legal THC. Oh. And now they're adding their most potent product yet to the lineup, which that's perfect for Tish. She loves the potency. Honestly, I love mood. Yeah. Well, great. They're, they're like, uh, they are so good. I, they really do have something for every single mood. And it actually works the way it says that it does. Oh, it does. Yes, it does. What's your favorite product, would you uh, say? You know what? I love their pens. Mm, they are okay. really good. Okay, cool. Yeah, Mood offers uh, things like flour, gummies, vapes, and more. And they have this THCA product that converts into THC when you heat it and you get access to the classic marijuana high. Mood's latest and most potent breakthrough in the world of legal cannabis. All of their products are regularly tested in third-party labs and sourced from small family farms and pesticide-free, which is so important. They have different strains for specific moods, hence the name of the brand. So whether you want like a euphoric, energized feeling or you're feeling more creative and want to chill, they have something for everybody and plenty of versatile products that go with whatever mood you're going for. Try Moods new THCA flower today. For a limited time only, get 20% off your first order and a free THCA pre-roll. Just go to hellomood.com and use promo code SWS. That's hellomood.com code SWS for 20% off your order and a free THCA pre-roll. Cute. Um, so anyway, what else has been happening? Well, have you been watching anything else? Or just Bachelor? Okay, I haven't. And what was it? Brazen and Stella were just telling me that Quiet Place 2 is out. Okay. I never saw the first one. And what? Wells, like, freaked out because he said it was so good. I mean, I don't know about so. I mean, it's good. Okay. Like, I just love her. She's so cool. And I love John Krasinski. So, like, I mean, it, it is good. It's really good. And I've heard, wait, I, I've heard that that's really good. And then Stella was, Stella, she loves TV and, and she's always watching different things. She was telling me about one that Brie Larson's in. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. Is it an Apple Plus thing? I'm not sure. I feel like I've seen a preview for it. She said it's really good that I have to watch it. Brie Larson. And she was telling me about something else too that was older and I can't remember what it was. Lessons in chem, wait. Yeah, Lessons in Chemistry. No, maybe it was something older we were talking about. Because I've seen a preview for this because I, the reason I was uh, excited about it is the author did uh, Aaron Brockovich. Oh. Oh, and the Netflix show Unbelievable, which I loved. What's that? It was based on a true story of the girl that got raped in Colorado and nobody believed her. Unbelievable. Did you ever see that? I don't think so. It was incredible. I thought about it for days after I finished it. <laughs> Wait, did I see that? I can't remember. It's kind of old. 
I don't think I did though. It's so. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. Okay, well, so this this show, if you guys want to know what it's about, I'll just read the little synopsis here. It says, based on an upcoming novel, the, 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 the series is set in the early 1960s. Dreams of being a scientist. Um, her dreams of being a scientist are rebuffed by a society that still deems the woman's place is in the home. When Elizabeth finds herself pregnant, alone, and fired from her lab, she takes a job hosting a TV cooking show. She then sets out to teach a nation of overlooked housewives and the men who are suddenly listening more than recipes while craving a return to the lab. I think that's the one that's out, but there's another one she's doing coming out too. Oh, okay. So the ones they were telling me about is called Room. Oh, that's a movie and that's so old. Oh, yeah. That's what they were talking about, Room. That movie was nominated for like an Oscar, like won an Oscar. Ooh, do I need to watch that? Good. It's kind of sad and depressing, but yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, but rewind. If you haven't seen Unbelievable on Netflix, you absolutely have to. No, I haven't. Add it to the list immediately. Oh, great. Okay, I'm because I'm needing some stuff to watch. It's really good. I flew through it. Um, what else is out right now? Because I need I, some things to do, watch. I started season two of Outer Banks. It's out. Yes, I've only watched one episode, and so far, like it's you know, it's like a lot. It's just, just like season one was, but I, I just I think the cast is so cute. I just love them. I think they're adorable, and I'll probably cruise through it and watch it. Wait, who's in? Who's uh, in that? That I think's cute. I don't it's, know. Uh, well, Charles Estes in it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is precious. He yeah. is. Do you know? Like he is just the cutest, and him and his wife have been married forever. They seem so in love. Like, he is just the cutest guy. Like, she is a lucky gal. Oh, gosh. Yeah, he's, I mean, no, he's, like, he's obsessed with her. It's the cutest thing. That's cute. Yeah. So, yeah, that's out. But you know what? I am cruising through Sex and the City. I'm on season three. I'm obsessed. I'm, I'm sure because it's an easy watch. It's so easy. The episodes are so quick. They're, like, 30 minutes. For, I think last week I was t- I was telling you guys men are trash big like marries some 20 some year old and like leaves Carrie or whatever and and now he's coming back like why are men trash I don't know I don't get it and then poor sweet Aiden who I think is hot as hell I think he's way cuter than big and she breaks his heart and like what does she think's gonna happen she's like I gotta tell him that I slept with big and but like a, you know he's gonna leave you if you tell him that why'd she do that she said something in, uh, in this episode I watched last night that I think is so true. It's about being honest. And the, whatever the line that she said was like, honest, like, honesty is the most selfish thing you can really do because tell the truth to make yourself feel better and get it off your chest, but all it does is hurt the other person. That's kind of true. It really is. <laughs> anyway, I love Sex and the City. Here for it. Yeah. That is actually very true. Yeah, it's like, you want to tell the truth and come clean because it's eating you alive, so you say it because then it makes you feel better, but then you hurt the other person while doing that. You do, but also, if you don't tell them, like, are you a really crappy person? I don't know, two sides. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. I don't either. It's just, they don't do crappy things, and you don't have to not tell or tell. Very true. Should we get into some Dear MTs? I would love nothing more. All right, let's see. Hi, Tish and Brandy. My name is Lorraine, and I'm calling from Canada. My question is for Tish. Tish, why did you decide to have five kids, and when did you know you were done? All right, that's all I got to say. Sorry, I'm really stoned. Something tells me you did not decide to have five children. No, I didn't decide to have five children, but I will say I always just wanted so bad to have a big family because like really like I just, we didn't have a big family and because I was the only child, it was usually like just me and my mom and dad all the time, which I always talk, I mean, my childhood was magical. I'm sure there were parts of that is why I feel like I hear so many people having issues with their parents, like not great things, not great relationships. Like, and I just, maybe being the only child was why I always felt so special and felt so loved, but also like all my friends, like Missy, like she had a mass, she has massive family. 
And like, I was just always so envious of that. And then also like my mom didn't have brothers and sisters with kids. And my dad didn't have any brothers or sisters that, I mean, like one, like one. And so it was really just such a small family that I think that is something that I loved about having kids is just knowing that it was going to be that. And that I, I love it. Like, like that's, that's my favorite thing is just the holidays because there's so many of us and it's so much fun and everybody's together. And now there's going to be a grandbaby. And I don't know. It was just like, it's a dream come true. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a dream. It is a dream freaking come true. I feel like so fortunate. And I'm, I, when did I know I was done? I definitely knew I was done after Noah. You were like, this, that's it. This is all. Like, freaking, this is the end of that road. That, like, this is never happening again. But anyway, that's definitely when I knew I was done. But I love our big family. It's so great. I know. It was great. <laughs> I actually went today, and I know why Brazen loves that I went over to Stella's parents' house because she cooks. Uh, Sunday breakfast every morning for whoever wants to show up in their family. And so everybody's passing bear around and like, it was just so nice. And like, I love their house. It's just so homey. It feels like such a family home. I see why Brazen loves it. For sure. Yeah. Next question. Yes, please. Hi, Paige and Brandy. My name is Katie. Um, okay. This is a really, really random question, but I was just thinking, so when I get high, I like to listen to scary stories. And it was kind of making me think, like, do you guys have, like, any supernatural experiences that have ever happened to you guys? Um, do you guys even believe in the supernatural? Do you believe in, like, you know, ghosts, angels, demons? Uh, really random question, but really curious and interested to hear, like, if you or any of your family members or anything have any, like, spiritual or ghost stories or anything that you can tell us. <laughs> That'd be really interesting to hear. You guys have a good rest of your day. Bye, guys. I do. <laughs> okay. So, first of all, guys, when I tell you, like, I used to get so angry when people would talk about, like, spirits or ghosts or anything like that, because I just thought it was ridiculous, completely ridiculous. But I've had two things happen. One, we, you were there, we were on we were in London one year over Christmas because Molly was on tour. And so instead of coming all the way back home from London and then having to go back for another, the, the next show, we decided to just stay there. So we were there for like a month and mom was there, like all the kids, Billy Ray, multiple people that aren't in our lives right now. Multiple. <laughs> Few boyfriends. And, um, literally I will never forget this. First of all, the flat was so old. We were, we rented two flats and like, I remember in like the lobby of one of them that there was this old fireplace from like the 1700s. And like, it was just like this creepy lobby in this flat that we had rented. But so one night, like most of you guys were on one side and because Molly had to work and do all this stuff, like me, her, I can't remember, we're on the other side. So one night I literally, I'm like so tired and I finally get in my bed in this flat and I have my door shut and I'm literally going to sleep and I all of a sudden am laying there and I'm talking and all of a sudden the door just like opens a little bit, like cracks open. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, that's weird, but it's nothing. Like it's, I feel like it was the air, like it just doesn't latch or whatever, but it, it literally cracks open. And then I hear somebody going like, like they're whispering like, and I go, Molly, freaking like brave stop. Because I'm just like, sure. They're like doing, like trying to scare me. And I'm like, guys, I mean it, stop it. I, like, don't do that anymore. And then it's like, and I literally go, I'm not even kidding. Stop it. I hear Molly from like her bedroom and I can tell like the doors closed. She goes, mom, why are you yelling? And I jump up, open the door to look. Cause I think she's going to be standing there. Nope. Her door's completely uh, closed. And I literally had the coldest chills because I'm telling you 
somebody was standing there whispering and the actually our door was set, shut and I it was chained there so there was no way anyone else was in that flat That's it crazy. was crazy it was literally crazy and I literally it was just not okay this was before you smoked weed yes it was way before mm -hmm. okay so the other thing is, okay, real quick before we move on from that, I I'm dying laughing because all I can remember from that whole trip is Miley slamming the door in Sam's face and it hitting. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Randy's friend, the boyfriend that's no longer. <laughs> it was insane. Well, and that was the end of that relationship. Oh my God, she was so mean to him, but it was so funny. And yeah, so poor thing. That was I, not I, good. I really felt feel bad for for him. Honestly, I'm I'm I feel bad he had to endure that. <laughs> so anyway, the other thing that happened was it was after mom passed away, and I think I might have told this before that I had all the flowers. I think we talked about this with the centers before. Like I made this little like altar in the house, like right where I was always seeing it with all the flowers that people had sent and all these things. And like, I had a picture and like a candle lit and we're sitting there and I'm sitting there with two of my friends and the light, which is the weirdest light ever in my house. And I never turn it on like zero, not ever. It's just this little can lot, but it's the smallest can lot I've ever seen. And it just, it shoots straight down and it's a hideous light. I just would never turn it on. So we're all, I'm sitting there with two of my friends talking and like, I'm kind of zoning out at this point because I'm just so exhausted from crying and being sad. And I'm just sitting there kind of staring over and all of a sudden the light just pops on right above mom's picture and all those flowers. And I was like, did you guys see that? And then one of them was like, yeah, did you, the light just came on. And I'm like, yeah, I did. That's so weird. Like, I never turned that light on. I know that light wasn't on. So I'm like, okay, well, whatever. And like as I said, I was just so tired. So I kept sitting there and all of a sudden it turns off. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, guys, the light just turned off. And so I was like, this is so weird. So I got up and I was like, okay, I'm just going to go see what's happening. So I walked over to the switch and I started trying to turn the switch on. And it wouldn't come on. Like the light just wouldn't come back on. So I was like turning it off and on and off and on and it wouldn't come on. And so I literally was like, this is the weirdest thing ever. I walked back, sat down in my chair and it comes back on. And I'm just like, okay, this is mom. Like she is just telling me it's okay. I'm still here. So I go on and then that night I'm like probably high going, okay, that's ridiculous. It's probably like a short in the bulb. Like that's like, it's ridiculous. That's not what that is. I'm like trying to pretend like it's not. So literally like two days later, me and Molly are in the guest house and I'm actually videoing her, getting ready to video her for something. And your dad has the weirdest Bose stereo system that has like a CD player and a uh, radio, but it's like this big speaker thing that we never even use. But I'm getting ready to film Molly and all of a sudden the speaker is like, right when I'm getting ready to hit play on the video to record her. And Molly and I go, what was that? Like it starts like making this crackling sound. And Molly literally goes, I'm scared. I'm like, me too. <laughs> and then she goes, mom. I mean like we're hugging each other. And then she's like, mom. I know what this is. And I'm like, what? And she goes, you know, like Mammy, how much she was obsessed with me doing what I do and being an actress. And like, what are we doing? Putting me on tape. It was her favorite thing ever. She was like, I swear, mom, I think it's Mammy. And it goes, and I go, oh, she was like, I'm scared. So I run over, run over and unplug it. Like, I'm like, this is stupid. What did I, I unplug it. I walk back over to her and it starts doing it again and it is not even plugged in. What? She jumped into my arms and she goes, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm like, no, there's like, honestly, I think this is Mammy. So there's nothing to be scared of. And we just sat there and held each other for the longest time. And it was crazy. That's insane. And actually she goes, there is no doubt in my mind in this moment that I'm going to get this part, which she did, but we had to turn down because of COVID. And in that moment, she goes, I know for a fact I'm getting this part because that's Mammy. 
but it literally, even when it was unplugged, would not stop. <laughs> she was like, it's Mammy's energy. It's Mammy's energy. That's insane. I know. Well, that's a good note to end on. That is a good note to end on. And you know what? This is another thing. I'm not going to cry because Lollapalooza was special. And I think for me, looking out at the crowd, because there's been moments, you know, you know, where you go through periods as a entertainer or whatever, and you don't know, like, you just go through these different periods. But in that moment, watching Molly, like, it made me so emotional just at first, because I was like, gosh, this kid is out there. And I'm not just saying this because her mom, I, I've been to con a lot of concerts and a lot. And I have never seen someone as good on that stage in that moment as Molly. I mean, and that's literally just because she's done it for how many years? And in that moment, like, it was just like watching, like, I just couldn't believe I was watching her, like my daughter, because it was just so insane of how great of that show was. And I truly, for some reason, I just was like, I could feel mom. I could just feel mom in that moment. I cannot tell you for the last three years of mom's life. Every time I would get ready to leave, she would always tell me how proud she was of me. And she just would always say, Letitia Jean, do you know how proud I am of you? And like, what an incredible mom you are. And you always hold everything all together. And you just, I just want you to know like how proud I am. And that's that, that's what I could just hear her saying. And it was just that time of like, I truly knew that she was there. And so that's the last story that I'll tell about that. But it was just, I heard mom going like, you did really good and I'm proud of you. And it was just such a special moment. And the weird thing is, is I get home and dad sent me a picture of Mammy and then I sent it to you. And the weirdest thing that he said was, and I'm not even joking. I, ha I will not lose the text. He goes, hey, I wanted to send you this picture. I found it during Molly's show last night. And it made me think that Mammy, like if you ever question whether that she's with you every moment of every day, you won't anymore after you see this picture. But he said he found it during Molly's show. That is so crazy. And it's that picture of mom, like just laughing and smiling. And it was just, oh my gosh, like that's just, there cannot be a coincidence to that. And I hit your dad back and I was like, this is so crazy because like it probably was the very moment that I felt her like I haven't since she passed away. That's wild. It was really wild. That's cool though. I know. And she just looked, oh, I love that picture. Yeah. But I miss Mammy. Me too. Yeah. So if you guys are missing someone, just know you're not alone and it sucks. But at least there are some of those moments like that where I just really felt that she was there. And that was really awesome. For sure. So. Well, okay, cool. I love you. <laughs> love you. Love you guys. Love all you stoners out there. And we'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Love y'all. Okay, love y'all. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.